And now, another cup of... The London Fog. This is The London Fog. Oh, did we start for real? I just started. Oh, okay. Hello, it is us. It is yes. us. <laughs> I'm Kate. And Leah. And we're here to talk about British things. Yeah, and you know what is kind of sad? It's getting so warm out that I feel like we can't drink tea while we record. I know. I mean, we could do iced tea, but I feel like that's more of like a, that's, an American, yeah, like southern thing. And very southern, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe I'll just have to crank down the air conditioning really low, and and then we can have a And then we'll be cold enough to drink some tea. Okay. Here's a good question. Best tea that you've had globally at a like at a certain place was there a certain memory a certain kind of tea any place that you've had that well, you like like a place like a place or a tea or something of that I mean nature. I can say types of tea but like specific places is different like yeah I mean I guess they slightly to me kind of go hand in hand I feel like sometimes when you're at like a really good tea. There's just, even if the tea almost isn't as good, it feels like because of the whole experience, it's really tasty or something. Do you have an experience of really Uh, good tea or a really good um, tea situation? Let me think. Well, my favorite kind of tea is like a ginger brown sugar tea that they make in Taiwan. (gasps) I don't know Um, that. Tell us more about that. Well, that's all there is to say. It's a ginger brown sugar tea. (laughs) So it's sweet. Yeah. And it's spicy? It's, Yeah. And it's like, it comes in little cubes, and so you put the cube in your teacup, and then you pour the hot water over it, and it like melts and dissolves, and then you have some ginger in your cup, and then you just drink it. So is it just a sugar cube, or is the tea in the Like the, the tea's cube? in the cube. See, the, the whole thing and is And you're all cube. like, that's all I have to say. I've never seen tea in a cube. I'm See, not educated. But we were roommates, and I would drink it when we were roommates. I never saw it. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's the best tasting tea. Okay. The best tea experience is at the Orangery at Kensington Palace, which oh. has been closed for a while for renovations, but I think it's, I think it recently opened up. Like Really? Yeah, so it's open again. Um, Check but that is out. my favorite place to have a tea experience. Have a tea. I feel like when I was in South Africa, I found a, a small hotel uh, that did a tea, and I think it was just because it's like that commonwealth experiences there was like experience there was pictures of the queen all over this like sitting room and all of the chairs seemed exceptionally low to the ground but you felt like you were in like grandma's parlor but it was like a fancy grandma because everything was velvety and emerald greens but then like a corally pink and uh they had the best little sandwiches and the best tea uh when it comes to tea though i don't know I don't think I like mine super sweet. Mm. Well, the brown sugar ginger is not super it's sweet. It's not? It's more spicy. Okay, I want to try it. Yeah. Can you get it here in the States or do no, you? No, you can't. But I have some. I always get it in Taiwan. I'm almost out though, so we'll see if I feel like sharing. <laughs> <laughs> one cube! Just want one cube. Um, well, because unfortunately, uh, my husband started drinking it. Otherwise, it lasts me a lot longer. And that then he jerk. discovered it. <laughs> I wasn't going to share, but... But he found Whatever. them. Um, but also, this is way off topic, but speaking of, like, kind of kitschy places. Yeah. No, it's not off topic. It's on topic. Um, there's a place in, oh, crap, what is that city? You know, where is, 
Canterbury, maybe? Yeah. Okay. I think it's... Anyway, it's called Tiny Tim's Tea Room. That um, sounds so freaking cute. Actually, I feel like the food was kind of bad and the tea was mediocre, but the experience was great. Um, and, like, just... Who did you, you go know, with? Um, I went to... I went on a trip to England with my friend Jen, and Aww. we went there, and there Jen. was this great pianist, and... I think he's what made the experience amazing. Okay, I kind of looked this up. Where is it actually? I can't. It's in Kent. It's in Kent. Okay, in, not in, in Kent. I was like, in in no in Canterbury. In Canterbury. Okay. Yeah, Kent. I think is, is the, the region. The region. The region. Okay, yes. Um, it looks super cute. Okay, I can kind of see where the food maybe is like. Yeah, like the food it doesn't look all that great, ochre, but, but the, the place the place was, looks super yeah. cute. That's yeah. super cute. Well, sweet. Um. What do you? I'm sorry. I'm focused because there's now the haunted room within oh, yeah. it's Tiny Tim. What? Too. Well, why would I go there if it wasn't haunted? Please tell Come me more. On, do you Kate. know? Oh, I can't remember the haunting story. I'm sorry. I got distracted because I pulled it up, and now it's all like there is a haunted room in Tiny Tim's tea room. Yeah, there is. And that just floors me. I'm all into the weird things in life, and um. That just sounds like one a good story that someone should share sometime. We Here's can look it up later. Yeah, I, I don't remember because you and I have also eaten at a haunted place. And I can't remember that ghost story either. I'm just bad at remembering yeah. why the ghosts are there. Why they're there. But you know what? If you're in England, there's just Everything a lot of Everything is haunted. <laughs> right? Like, how could something not be haunted? I mean, Tiny Tim, that is already a haunting in itself. Yeah. Kid kind of dies once-ish in one life. Yeah. What an interesting But just story. in general, <laughs> if anybody is traveling to the London area, Canterbury is super cute. Like, Oh, yeah. It looks it looks super cute. Yeah. Like, I highly recommend it. I've been a few times because it is so cute. So if you're like, oh, we've got like half a day and we want to go out of the city, do that. Okay. I've been trying to find like little things that can be considered um, like actual just layovers when you have like 10 hours in a city. And that's, like, the nuggets of knowledge I want. Somebody to say, like, just go to this neighborhood. Because you can't go everywhere. Of yeah. course not. And even for a big city, just find, like, the one borough or neighborhood. Nice. Uh, I was reading in the news today. Did you hear about this Teresa Maynes? Teresa May is my nemesis. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, actually, the British government is my nemesis. Because nothing they do makes sense. Right? <laughs> Tell me, I don't understand. And I still don't understand. I looked it up, pounds to dollars, just the other day. And how is the pound still so strong with all this going on? Okay, but isn't it only at like 1.3 right now? Yeah. That's pretty low for it. Yeah. It's it's like rarely been that low. It like dropped after Brexit and stayed pretty low. So now it's still But I mean, like, I don't know why you're surprised. You know who's running our government, right? (laughs) Like... I'm just saying, as confusing as I'm they might saying. be. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So if you guys haven't heard about Theresa May, uh, what's going on? She confirmed that today, Wednesday, what is today? The 27th yes. of March, that she would stand down as prime minister once she has delivered Brexit. But specifically, if her plan passes through, uh, she said that she would no longer be the prime minister. 
Yeah, like she's if her deal's not passed, I think she's keeping her job. She's not standing down right. no matter what. It's if her deal is well, passed. She had said she had committed to resign before the next general election. I can never speak when the well, mic is on. I think that just means she's not like running for re-election. Yeah. Like this okay. is like. That's just she's not going to run for re-election, which makes sense. She wouldn't win. But mm-hmm. I feel like this is like, if you guys choose my thing, I'm resigning now. Oh, I you know? just thought of something. What? I don't fully understand. I mean, I don't fully understand our government, especially the shape it's in now. But I don't fully understand uh, British like government and their hmm, parties. But I'm going to ask a question, which I'm not expecting either of us to know. But do you know uh, if prime ministers, is it kind of the same as almost like a president? You can only like serve for two services or a certain amount of years. It seems I... like older prime ministers, they just went and went and went and went, you know. Um. But maybe that's not the case anymore. Hence why she wouldn't be. Re- I, I don't, th- I think you can keep going. I mean, oh, okay. that's why, like, Winston Churchill yeah. did it for a while, and then he was like, eh, and I'm going to do it again now. Later. Right. You know? <laughs> so, like, um, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just kind of do it for whenever. Right. Be- because they have, like, other things that keep someone from getting too powerful, right? Like, if their prime minister gets too powerful... Technically, as we looked up, the queen can just dissolve all of parliament and make everyone get reelected. Hey. So, like, I just feel like I like it. They have they have a lot of other things that they can do, right? Well, I know that conservative MPs had indicted, uh, indicated, sorry, they would back her deal if she agreed to leave down uh, Downing Street. So. Which is what she just did, so... Right, so I think she's winning over some votes, but I don't understand... Nobody understands any plan. Well, the thing that is weird about, like, the Prime Minister thing is that they don't have, like... Like, you know, like, if Trump gets, let's hope, impeached, um, (laughs) then we have somebody worse waiting in the background... The super racist Mike Pence. Right. But, <laughs> sorry, not to get too political on our podcast. But I'm pretty sure, like, if she sits down as prime minister, they just have to hold an election. Like, they don't have, mm. like, someone in the wings that just steps up. Whereas we have, like, let's say we get rid of Trump, we get rid of Pence, then we have, oh, crap, who's... It goes to Secretary of State next, right? I thought it went to, like, the Speaker of the House or something. Oh, uh, guys. We don't know our government I either. I don't know American but government. But anyway, but there's like a whole bunch. I mean, we, like, if we looked it up, there's like, you can go, like, keep going down the road. I freaking nearly Googled third in line <laughs> to the throne of America. <laughs> I am okay. really getting okay, let's, channeled into Game of Thrones. <laughs> get off this topic and stop showing how dumb we are. But. Right. Um, but it's not why we're here. But the point is, there's like a ton of people, like. There's yeah. all these rules of, like, if this person dies, then it's this person. If this person goes, then it's this person. But, like, right. they don't but have they don't that have for the that. prime minister. It's more, it's just like a new yeah. re-election. Yeah. Gotcha. All anyway, right. speaking of things we don't know a lot about. Um, we picked great topics for this week to talk about. So, we 
Oh, yeah. So because it's tax season in it the is. U.S. and I think also in the U.K., I think um, we decided to talk about taxes, which when you say it out loud, it just sounds bad. We were just like looking at the calendar thinking, what events are coming right. up? But before you turn off this podcast right now and being like, I'm not freaking listening about the taxes, we actually pulled out the weird shit that people have been taxed for we're yeah. not going to sit here and be like and in UK they pull out a 1980 and you have to get it signed by nine different people and then to but get your exemption you have to get the C <laughs> section signed by your bo- no none of that shit I don't care I don't know how to do that in yeah, my real life in America sense, exactly but, no okay. I just made all that shit up on the fly <laughs> um but we are talking about Weird taxes. Weird shit that people have been taxed because, for. you know, them taxing people has caused a lot of trouble in British history oh, yeah. with every single colony they had. But talk about a small country that made buku bucks, so, and still to this day, has a really good currency. Yeah. Backing uh, what their money is. So, we're talking about what makes the world yeah. go round. Money taxes that's annoying so, do you want to start us off okay. pick something weird well so i kind of wrote mine in uh I, I have a lot of weird stuff so the first one that i looked up is the oldest one okay. oh, uh, with cool. king henry the first so he did you look that one up mm-hmm. it's funny so he had a tax called a scuttage and basically it's like if he went to war and any of his knights didn't feel like going to war they would pay this tax to him um and then king john came to power and he was like this is a great tax and he raised the rate to like 300 percent of what it had been originally yes. so um people say that that is what contributed to the creation of the magna carta which limited the king's power because you the can't king- up the taxes by 300 yeah. <laughs> percent when you're acting cowardly i don't even know if it's cowardly let's just like I, that was a rash statement. I mean, okay, but it kind of makes sense because if you're officially a knight, you're that supposed is, yeah. to be fighting for the king. That's true. So, and because actually, you get paid uh, yeah. during this time for that label. You'd be getting paid. If you're not going to do your job, obviously you have yeah. to give back some of the money. But, I mean, I feel... Well, actually, I don't know. All the way back then, were they getting paid or was it like the honor? I'm sure you had to be... There had to be some kind of income. You got appointed into court yeah got paid for your yeah land or living something so, of that nature i'm sure yeah, it wasn't so that, like oh i just got labeled a knight it's not like now where you're now sir elton john but it doesn't make no difference oh but it does but it does <laughs> i mean could you imagine him as just, mr uh, yeah. elton john no. No. No, no 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 okay anyway so that was the first one that i looked up i like it are we just going to go back and forth? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Except for, I, I mean, are you going to be cool if they're not exactly all um, chronologic? Can I just pick things um, out of the willy-nilly? I mean, I guess. I am not going to be cool about it, but I don't want to <laughs> fight on the podcast. <laughs> we'll fight after we turn it off. Yeah. Okay, well, then the next oldest one I found will kind of go that way. My next one I won't. Um, Is the beard tax, which... Not only was a thing in England, but I found this kind of across the board in many other countries that there was a tax for your beards, not only in uh, England, but also in Russia. There was a tax 
And uh, the tax started with King Henry VIII of England, who at the time also had a beard himself, but he had uh, decided that he needed more money, figured it was a good way to get some taxes from people. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody had one because he wanted this image of virtue of cleanliness of everything that's good in the world and uh and beards are evil okay and apparently beards <laughs> were considered to be well if you think about it especially at that time you could get lysing your beard mm, a lot of things with beards right be very dirty he didn't want that look and so if you wanted one you paid for it uh and his daughter queen elizabeth the first when she came into her ruling and power, she reintroduced it because it did go away for a hot second when people are all like, this is stupid. But the deal was, is you could have a beard up to two weeks of growth. Past that point, though, you started to having to pay for your beard. Oh, and that's why in all of those pictures or all those movies of like Shakespeare being young and hot, his beard is so close cropped. <laughs> it's really cropped. Really, like, not very well maintained, because I'm sure, like, razor blades weren't that great back then. Yeah. But there was actually, in Russia, when they had the same tax, they had a token. You had a Russian beard token. that to you prove you paid your tax. And it's like a little coin that has, like, a Fu Manchu on it. Like, and, uh, yeah, it was started by Peter the Great. Mm. And... You would collect them for paying for your beard. And then if an officer approached you saying you're out of violation, you would hand them the coin being like, no, I've paid for it. And now I'm giving you one, you know, and I don't know how many times you would have to do that. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. But that's And then how what you... if you get stopped a lot and you get rid of all your coins, but you've already paid so much. <laughs> In one day. It's not my fault. I passed so many people of authority. So there you go. Beard taxes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go out of my chronological order. Oh, just now because, we can fight on the bike. Because you did. Because this is kind of... So I have two that go together with mm-hmm. your beard. Okay, I'm ready. So the first was in 1794, the, in England, there was a tax on hats. Um, so then hatters stopped using the word hat and called them different things, which led to the tax... Becoming a tax on anything that could be worn on your head, including wigs, which is everybody's wearing wigs then, right? Right. So people were like paying this tax on their wigs for about 10 years. When then the government decided that they were going to tax the powder that they, that would you they that you put on your, yeah, your like, wig to make it like white. Yeah, like people used to powder their wigs to keep it white and make it smell fresh. So since you know, people were fine paying for the wig tax. They yeah. decided to tax that powder. Unfortunately, I guess that was just a little too much. And people didn't want to pay that tax. So that's when the wigs went out of style. Well, it's also because the the powder was, it has a high amount of talc. So it covers the stench. You have to think yeah. that those things back then, they're not made of like acrylic, whatever plastic that we have now. Like it's actual hair hair that should probably at some point be washed but you can't wash a wig, 
So they just kept dumping powder on it. And once that stuff goes get, away, that's like that shit stinks. Yeah. But like why were they cool with like, yeah, we're cool paying a tax on our wigs, but now that you're taxing the powder, we've got to get rid of this trend. I don't know. That would be like somebody being like, You can live your life without deodorant or I don't know if I could really go or like you get to go to work but you can't ever wear deodorant at work and you just have to smell at work. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the same thing. I feel like it's the same. It's all about smell and no, cleanliness. No, because <laughs> it's not like they took away the powder. They they are taxing you for it. Right. Your wig was already being taxed. Right. So it's double so, the tax. Yeah. But like that doesn't mean you have to smell bad. It just means you have to pay for it. So I'm just saying if you're already willing to pay for an ugly wig on your head. It's a step too far. <laughs> It's why I put my foot down for so long with TSA pre-check being like, why am I, why would I pay to go through the same port? Tomorrow I go to the Homeland Security office to get my global entry interview. I finally gave in. Well, I got it because <laughs> my credit card paid for it. So maybe you should see if yours does because that's why everyone I know has it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. What was your next one? I'm going to say my next one. What's another weird one I found? Uh, with other weird fads, a uh, clock tax. Hmm. In 1797, I'm guessing it's still William Pitt the Younger, who's just causing a whole bunch of, let's just tax everything that's fashionable in our lives. Because pretty much it was just a tax that would come on any time piece, a piece from watches to clocks. And... An annual tax rate was about two shillings and sixpence for a basic watch or like a pocket watch and then 10 shillings for anything that was made of gold. And so past that point and then upright clocks went from there, uh, went higher up. And then funny enough, that's when like having a pocket watch and having like clocks in your home kind of fell out of style because, because... These are just weird taxes that make no sense, people. Yeah. That's why we're just so, giving you the randoms. There's one that really doesn't make sense to me is I read that Oliver Cromwell placed a tax on all royalists, which took one-tenth of their property, and then oh. he used that money to fund his own activities that were aimed against the royalists, <laughs> which, like, how did he get away with that? Yeah, how did you do that one? And how do you tax just royalists? Like, I don't know. So that one didn't make sense to me, but was also very weird. <laughs> I like it. It's just weird. I don't know. Oh, taxes. Uh, did you read about the one about the fireplaces? Yes, I did. Uh, also, just uh, it doesn't make any sense. In 1660, England placed a tax on fireplaces, a.k.a. stay cold because we're going to charge you. For the fireplace, which I'm wondering if it's because of the consumption of other products like coal, yeah, or wood, or wood making making the air too smoggy. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, it is 1660, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so what did people start to do? Because I've watched enough HGTV and now like watching like the British ones. There's plenty of these really old buildings that people go into, and there's always a fireplace that has been covered up by brick always and so people instead of paying the tax i'm guessing it was kind of high uh people just started to brick over their fireplaces and it wasn't repealed until 1689 so that was 
That's a like bummer. almost 30 years of no yeah. place. So what do you get? And it I gets mean, I cold. I feel like most people probably still paid the tax because they were cold. Right? <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. Mm. So. Just had a fire outside if you were poor. Speaking of bricking things up, about 100 years later, uh, King George III um, introduced a tax on bricks in 1784, which was to help him fund the war against American revolutionaries. Oh, shit. Um, but the funny thing was that... Why brick? Because <laughs> everybody uses bricks. Everybody, you sound like everybody needs bricks. So yeah. you pay five cents for it, but you're actually, it's only worth four and I get a penny. <laughs> so the tax was per brick. Oh. So the bricklayers would make bigger bricks because that would be oh, less taxes. Yeah. So now... If you're, like, walking around in Great Britain, you can tell, um... What was built, like, during that time. because if it was built before 1784, the bricks are a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. And then that law was repealed in 1850. So between 1784 and 1850, the bricks are really big. That's a long time. Yeah. And then in 1850, when it was repealed, then people started doing whatever sizes they wanted. So you can kind of tell... Big brick, little brick. That, like, 80-year period... All the bricks were big. <laughs> All the big bricks. Um, next one, weird, that still has to do with home furnishings, wallpaper tax. In 1712, England said, you can't have a stylish home. You can't buy things that have print on them. I'm guessing also because a lot of wallpaper at that time was, uh, the images were sewn in with silk, which was being mm-hmm. highly taxed by... Um, Asia at the time is my guess, but to, so to avoid this, because people still wanted to have wallpapered rooms, having a beautiful home, people would then just buy plain paper because it was only the printed paper that had tax on it. You could get plain paper and then they would hire an artist to paint images on plain paper. So what I was reading about that was that um, part of it was that, like, Great Britain was trying to find creative ways to only tax the wealthy. Oh. Um, and so, but it's like, you can't be like, okay, we're just going to tax you guys because you're rich. Yeah. So that's why they came up with weird things like this, because they were like, poor people don't have wallpaper in their house. That is a good point. And so a related one related to that is the window tax, because oh. that came about around the same time as the wallpaper tax. And, like, poor people usually only had, like, one or two windows in their houses anyways, whereas rich people with big homes had dozens of windows. So that was another way that they were able to just, like, tax the wealthy without it being obvious. Do you know when that was? Um, Sometime in the 1700s, like, around when the wallpaper was. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, I have definitely watched plenty of my Jane Austen movies and they have a a shit ton of windows so yes wall papering is awesome (laughs) what other ones did you find I found one about playing cards was taxed Uh, I'm guessing maybe also for rich people but I feel like everybody can find some cards and some dice right yeah, well, the funny thing about that one, though, is that they started taxing it in the 16th century, and they didn't repeal it until 1960. Yep, I read that. So, like... 
I don't know. That just is, like, a really long time for, like, a... But I don't know, like, because I feel like in, like, the 1800s, gambling was so big. But also it was illegal, and they were paying off the cops to do it, so maybe, I mean, they weren't getting taxed anyway because everything was under the table. I mean, I'm sure at a certain level, like, this is, like, for individuals, but I think it probably was also, I mean, at... You know, when did this start? As early as the 16th century, you know, but as of 1710, government definitely laid it down into law. I don't know if they would call them like a casino by any, you know, means, but there was definitely the gambling house or kind of like the horror house in a way that you would go and definitely play your card games. I wonder if it was just an extra way to leech money from those establishments, mm-hmm. kind of as they are now, because there's high tax on like things like casinos. Yeah, that's true. So... But yeah, <laughs> there. This led to widespread forgeries of playing cards to avoid paying taxes, and it wasn't removed until 1960. I don't know who finally. I don't know. There's plenty of those like old laws that kind of get forgotten, and it's until like some odd court case that somebody brings up, and then they're all like, "But in 1540," <laughs> and then you're, they're like, "Oh wait, we better repeal that." Exactly. <laughs> they're all like, "Nobody knows about that anymore. We'll get rid of it. You can't use that as a crutch we or an excuse." We get all our playing cards from China anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Does not make sense. Um, well, that's all I had. I had a little bit about the royal family and taxes. Yeah, go. I I have. Let's see. There was a soap tax in 1712. Uh, that it definitely uh, was so hard on the people that made tax that it had a lot of them lose their jobs. So hence why, especially during that time, life got really dirty and people were unclean, I suppose, because they didn't have uh, people making soap anymore in England because the tax was so high against the people that make the tax. Most of them immigrated the soap makers to the colonies and they were finding that other countries and places in what we now call the Commonwealth were more sanitary and clean than England was. And so they had to repeal this, the soap tax, but it wasn't officially like no longer being repealed anymore until 1835. So that's well over a hundred years. Yeah, that's. Dirty. Yeah. No. (laughs) That explains so much. No, just kidding. Tell us about the royal family. Okay, so I was just looking this up because people are always like, oh my gosh, the royal family costs taxpayers so much, and that's why people want to, like, get rid of them sometimes. Yeah. That was, like, one of the reasons. So I looked it up. So the royal family is just paid for um, by a grant that Parliament gives every year called the Sovereign Grant, or however you say it, Sovereign. Yeah, Sovereign. Sovereign. (laughs) Whatever they say, grant. Which pays for the salaries of the Queen's household, official travel, and upkeep of palaces. Which is huge. That's part of their identity. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, it's not just their house. Like, all of their palaces are open to the public and are making money. Right. So, anyway, so... That, because, like, for example, Buckingham Palace gets 2.5 million visitors every year. Wow. So, the Sovereign Grant is only, like, 44 million pounds. <laughs> only. Okay, but 30 million of that was just for the renovation of Buckingham Palace last year. So, okay. like, 
they're not really spending that much. Forty million is nothing. I mean, have you have you seen what our government spends? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But the reason I say that it was only that is because the royal family has a lot of their own private properties, like their own. They have a commercial real a commercial property arm called the Crown Estate, which is like their private family thing. So just that that's not even including like you know Prince Charles's private properties and. All their private properties still have to pay taxes. But just that Crown Estate commercial property arm um, paid $330 million in taxes. Oh, okay. So that's why I'm saying <laughs> paying $40 million for them. Right. Like, and then, but their private stuff is paying way more back in. Right. So anyway, so somebody did some math and they said that each British taxpayer pays about 69 pence a year. For the royal family. Okay. Which somebody in, like, you know, that works for them was like, that's an excellent value for money. And I agree. I do I agree. I would pay 69 pence just to see a picture of Kate with some kids. Right. You know? Like, I think... Having a little queenie, too, on my bills. Right? Like, I don't know what taxpayer... I, see, I feel like the people who are like, the royal family uses so much taxes, is just, they're just complaining for nothing. Because right. if they knew they were only paying 69 pence to be entertained in the paper every day with fake scandals about them, they would be delighted. <laughs> they would be delighted. Um, anyway, that's all I had to say on that. But one oh more God. thing, though, is that I was looking up current taxes. Okay. And currently, they still have a tax on television. So if you own a television, you have for each television you own, you have to pay an annual television license fee tax. Oh. Um, however, so that you don't watch too much. Um, <laughs> so TV? no, no. Actually, this is funny. So color televisions are taxed at a higher rate than black and white televisions, and if you are blind and own a TV, you only pay half of the tax. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, the money, all the money from that tax is used to finance programming on BBC, which again, I um, feel like is excellent yeah, value no, for free. your money. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's all I had to say is that we love the BBC and we love the royal family and you people in the UK complaining <laughs> about your taxes, your taxes are worth it for us. <laughs> yeah, you people. <laughs> we don't mean you people. We mean you great foggy listeners. <laughs> I mean you people. Um, so I think one of the the biggest things about taxes that kind of bridges our two countries together is definitely the Boston Tea Party, which was a huge part of our American Revolution um, because it was all about the taxation and... Without representation. Sorry. <laughs> I just couldn't get the schoolhouse rock out of my head at the moment. Of um, the taxation uh, to American colonies. So what did our American colonies do in Boston, Massachusetts? They dumped 342 chests of British tea into the harbor. Saying, no way, Jose. And you can't have this tea. We were paying you nothing. Uh, which then led to war. (laughs) What a bummer. Um, but truly, after that, British got upset. They came over. We had the Boston Massacre. Things started to get worse. And, uh, yeah. So I guess 
we should have done a little bit more research on that one, but I thought that was, <laughs> it didn't hit me until we were sitting here talking about it. And I was all like, British Tea Party, do I? Uh, but yeah, so weird taxes. British have them. We have them. They're weird. Well, I don't know if we have them. I didn't do any research on ours, but. I'm sure we have <laughs> no, weird we do, ones. I'm sure. But anyway, yeah, so that's all we have to say this week. Yeah. Um, Hope you're having you, fun. If you thought this topic was boring, maybe you should email us and give us some ideas. <laughs> Let us know if this got you through doing your taxes on TurboTax. Maybe we should have talked for a lot longer then. I know. That's always the worst. Good luck, everyone. File your taxes in time. Right? <laughs> And and stick it to the man where you can. That's okay. how I feel. Yes. <laughs> we'll all keep right. it. That's all we've got to say. Cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs>